hit me. From Studio A in Arcata, behind the Redwood Curtain, it's time for... Suckatash. Suckatash Clips, the original comedy soundcast featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcasts. And here's your host from up the coast, practically unknown outside of comedy soundcasting, comedy soundcast soundcaster, Tyson Saner. Saluton. How's everybody out there? This is Sakatash, the comedy soundcast soundcast, and I am your host, Tyson Saner. Once again, I'm bringing to you this tasting plate of different soundcasts from around the English-speaking parts of the world. In case anyone is following along at home, I am still learning Esperanto with Duolingo and can now read much more of it than I ever expected to be able to. I don't get much practice speaking it, but who knows? Maybe I can find a community of Esperantists who are also soundcasters. Perhaps next year. Anyway, I've got clips for you from these soundcasts. Pot Cheese, The Lil Show, Who Charted, Talking Without Thinking, Trevor Has Friends, and The Joe Rogan Experience. I've also got a single shot of Raging Moderate Will Durst's first of their segment, and would you believe it, a brand new Henderson's Pants Spot. Listen for that somewhere in the middle of the show. Well, are you ready for the clips? I hope so, because here they come. Long-time listeners might remember Pachis was originally featured in March of 2013 on Succotash Epi 54, titled Featurin' Some Radio Fubar Shows. The iTunes description reads as follows. Enjoy the awesomeness that is Pachis with heroes Benny and Wacky Josh as they broadcast from their underground headquarters and take on the world's problems armed only with their wit, charm, and beer. On iTunes, their show numbering goes back as far as episode 25, published on May 6, 2013. This clip is going to be from episode 67, The Resume, released May 17th of 2018. Episode description reads as follows. Our heroes are joined by Steve Rees of the Passive Aggressive Hour. Josh was fired from a booking agency. Josh's comedy bio. The Rich Piana Life and Career Tribute continues. This clip features pretty much the beginning of the discussion of what is the titular resume. I don't know what Benny's going to pull up, but I don't like this at all. This is your resume. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, uh... I like a good resume. I don't even know what I put on this thing. This is your bio. I don't have your resume. This is Josh's bio. Why do you right? save everything? <clears throat> Just in case. Well, uh, it comes in handy. I didn't make this. You made this. You made this. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, yeah, I did. You definitely plugged some shit in. Josh Bennett, comedian. Should I read his uh, phone number? No, he's got his phone number and his email address. Oh, boy. Bio, Josh was born on December 14th. Wait, this is a joke. All right. Here is the short <laughs> list of some well-known people born on the same day. <laughs> Nostradamus, soothsayer. Patty Duke, Oscar winner. And Abraham Lincoln, tall person. <laughs> on December 4th, 1799, George Washington died. His last words were, I feel myself going. I thank you for your attentions. But I pray you take no more trouble about me. Wait, did Let I send me go this off to him? quietly. I cannot last long. He was 67. <laughs> Josh is not 67, nor is he dying, nor is he so eloquent, but he is better looking. Not only is Josh better looking than George Washington, he's also one of the best comedians ever. 
Josh is a rising star on the national and international comedy show. Wow. That makes you want to book you. No, this got him fired. The guy fired him immediately after he said this. <laughs> oh, that's right. I think I did send this. Called show. me to tell me Josh was fired so I could relay the news. <laughs> Here's a list of uh, comedy clubs and venues Josh has performed at. The Comedy Cabaret, um, which um, for people that have been with us uh, a long time, the club that coined the nickname the Wacky Josh Bennett. Mm. Helium Comedy Club. Riot's Comedy Club, which was my room uh, in, in media PA. <laughs> that ended up on Josh's resume. The Comedy Caravan in Louisville, oh, Kentucky. <laughs> okay, did you make you made that one up, right? I guess. The, the Wits End Comedy Club in Westminster, Colorado. Oh, this is the best. <laughs> the Down Under Comedy Club in Sydney, Australia. <laughs> George's Comedy Club. This is where Josh started getting less creative with his lies. George's Comedy Club in London. <laughs> he just got real lazy making up these. <laughs> down under. Why, why would slap. they call it the Down Under Comedy Club? This is in Australia. Yeah, but, but they know they're down under. Yeah. Yes. They don't need to call it. That's them. like it. Would, would, would you ever hear of uh, the American Comedy Club? <laughs> you know what I mean? You're right. You it's would, a, it's a very uh, yes. yeah. lazy name there, Josh. But very oh. clever. But what else do we have? Yeah. After George's, what do we have? Comedy Blast, which was the, the the talent agency that fired Josh. Yeah, but wait a second, dude. What's in Montreal? Please oh, tell me that's what I think it's. Me Slappers Comedy Club. <laughs> now, why? Now, now, first of all, this would this looks like a list of Should clubs that somebody would actually uh, have. But but what information? What good would this information be doing anyway? No, I, I really it, didn't it, see the, the the urgency or need or purpose for you no, to get this either. resume. It yeah. makes no sense to require this, but it is very funny that you took the three minutes to put this together. <laughs> Contests. <laughs> 2007 Jersey's Funniest First Place. <laughs> <laughs> very good. And 2008 WKPR... In Cincinnati comedy contest, first place. It's WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh, is, that, first is, that, place. is that from that show? That old yeah, show? it's exactly from the show. Oh, God, the show is says. called WKRP. WKRP in Cincinnati comedy contest. Radio slash television credits. This is apart from WKRP, of course. The, the Tom and Tom show. One oh, and then parentheses one oh four point eight W K K Rock. Who's is that a real show? No. <laughs> <laughs> and destination investigation extra. I don't know what that means. References available upon request. <laughs> now let's say uh, someone like myself were to request some of these references. <laughs> <laughs> Who's name would you? Have? I want to contact this riots comedy. I got one reference. <laughs> oh my god! I forgot so, this uh, one. So after me. after months of uh, haranguing Josh for a resume, this is what he sends. Right. And, uh, so if you go to www.podcheese.podbean.com.
Hmm, beans and cheese. And click Meet the Heroes, you will find this information. Wacky Josh. That's W-H-A-C-K-Y, Josh. Wacky Josh. Wacky. Wacky Josh. Says Josh was born on December 14th. Here is a short list of some well-known people born on the same day. Nostradamus, soothsayer. Patty Duke, Oscar winner. And Abraham Lincoln, tall person. On December 14th, 1799, George Washington died. His last words were, quote, I feel myself going. Thank you for attentions, but I pray you take no more trouble about me. Let me go off quietly. I cannot last long, unquote. He was 67. Josh is not 67, nor is he dying, nor is he so eloquent, but he is better looking. Not only is Josh better looking than George Washington, he's also one of the best comedians ever. Josh is a rising star in the national and international comedy scene. And under host Benny's name, it just says, Benny, a delightful young man, to be continued. The show is also on Stitcher, iTunes, Player FM, and Blueberry, and that is B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. And if you want to reach out to them, you can find the show on Twitter at PodCheese, P-O-D-C-H-E-E-S-E. You might be able to find Josh Bennett on Twitter at J-B-E-N-N-E-T-T-3-0-0. And Benny is Benny Michaels. You can probably tweet at B-E-N-N-Y-S-H-O-W. And you can follow guest Steve Rees at that Steve Rees. T-H-A-T-S-T-E-V-E-R-E-E-E-S. I was recently featured as a guest on Strange Times, episode 265, titled Asparagus, whose roster included Hannah Woodhall and Pablo Diablo Bonzo, who was featured in a clip from the soundcast he contributes to, known as Food to Watch Film Spy, in Sakatash Epi 171. Trippin' the clip's fantastic. Another soundcaster who was on that show was Benny Michael Fox of Podcheese. Anyway, Strange Times is on the Podnose Network, so I went to www.podnose.com to see what else was on the network of soundcasts and found The Lil Show, that's L-I-L, for London Improv Live by Talal Karkuti, K2K Radio. Now, the iTunes description reads as follows. London Improv Live, a live weekly improv comedy show on k2kradio.com, edited down for your podcasting pleasure. The host, Talal Karkuti, is joined by his co-hosts, Alex Sievright and Luke Valvona, and every week features new guests, new discussions, new characters, new stories, and new songs. iTunes only goes back as far as episode 24, published on October 28, 2015. This clip is from episode 115, Little Maggot, featuring Merlin's beard. It was released on June 1, 2018. Here's a brief description of the episode. The official and only improv team of the University of Kent makes their debut appearance on London Improv Live. Vin, Tom, and Alex from Merlin's Beard join Talal, that's me, to chat skeletons, babies, and ants. We also solve racism, go yiffing, and hear about my dad's suitcase of art being blown up in Beirut. Did I mention that we solved racism? So this clip is from a segment called Stretching and Sharing. Okay, so I've got ants in my house at the moment, (laughs) and I have no idea how they got there. I woke up one morning, I think I left a box of donuts out, and they got inside the container, and it's really pissing me off. They, I've tried hoovering them up, I stamp them with my feet while I'm watching Netflix, um, and they won't leave at night, I think I can hear them scrawling around, you know, and being a general nuisance. And it's probably one of the toughest periods of my life I'm going through at the moment. I know. I'd ignore that I'm a university student and I've got loads of debt. I'm, I was fine with that, but hearing that I've got ants in my house and I can do nothing about it, that I know of at least. You just have to learn to cohabit with the ants. But the thing at this point, it's kind of like the North Korea situation. I've done so, 
I've done so much bad shit to the ants at this point. I've committed mass genocide on the on this populace oh, of people. No. I don't know if they will accept me back. Not that I was even part Just of them. Just use a dustpan and brush and tip them out the window. But why well, you got to kill them all? You see, now he's on their side. You're an ant sympathizer. I am. What the hell, man? I'm gonna have an ant rant. Ants have feelings, all right? They they deserve respect, and they do a lot for us. And you saying, I don't know how they got there. I'll give you three guesses. You're living on top of their home. How about that? And they come out of the ground. That's where ants come from. And if you're going to leave donuts lazily lying around your boudoir, you're the least thing you're going to expect is a few ants visitors to come and actually clean it up for you. I would agree with you if at least they asked me, though. At least, they, <laughs> at least if they sent a note, if they made a note. <laughs> <laughs> Knock on the door. Excuse me, I noticed that you've left your donuts out. Um, yes. We're hungry. <laughs> oh, well, ants, why are you inside my house, my home? I didn't invite you in. Well, why did you build your house on top of our house? Well, how do I know that my house wasn't here first and you just went underneath the floorboards? Well, how do I know that uh, I, uh, that you didn't yeah. come here uh, purposefully to disrupt the lives of my, our lovely ant community? Well, let's look at this This way. is gentrification of the area. Uh, well, <laughs> ants, ants, look at this way. I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you this um, animal chart of like, the hierarchy of animals. Mm -hmm. So, you wait, you see where the ants are? Mm-hmm. And this is the humans. We're really high pie, aren't we? So, That's really high. Yeah, I'm basically saying, step back, know your know your space, and fuck off. Alex, who, who's at the door? It's just some ants being general. Oh, it's ants again. It's ants again. They've come in again. They just. Think... I had ants the other day. Aunt I had ants Martha, in my old house. let Aunt Martha in. That's your auntie. <sighs> I don't. F We're not on good terms at the moment, Aunt Martha. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do the voice of your your grandma or something, <laughs> telling you to let your auntie in. Uh, she's confused. Um, when I was a little kid, mm. I was like 12, I had a Stretch Armstrong. You guys are quite young. Do you know what a Stretch Armstrong I is? I do, I've yeah. seen them in films and stuff. Yeah, yeah. just my through nan pop culture one. references. My, was like my a, nana had one of those. Yeah? yeah? So it was like a rubber man mm. filled with, like... Glue and that you would and you could stretch him, yeah. yeah? And he'd, he'd stretch pretty damn far, and it was really tempting as a kid to see how far he would stretch, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so one day I was like, I tied one hand onto the door handle and I jumped in bed holding the other hand. He was like stretched across my room. I was like, wow, he really can stretch. But then I saw a little split in his arm, like it just. It's, I pulled him to the limit, and there was a little split in the rubber, and some of the glue started e oozing out, yeah. So like, no, stretch. And so I grabbed him off and I got a plaster, you know, and I, a little bandage, you know, and I plastered him up and I put him on the bedside table and I left him there to kind of recover mm. when I went to bed and I went to sleep. And I woke up in the morning and he was covered in ants. <laughs> it was, it was terrifying. Seeing, it was so terrifying to see my mate, you know, Stretch Armstrong, just crawl ants all over me. He had this exactly. ant exoskeleton. And yet, and yet you still became an ant sympathizer. Well, I was yeah. there going, wow. And then I started <laughs> tasting the glue to see why they, <laughs> why they liked it so much. And it was really sweet, sugary gum. It was like Arabica gum or something, you know. It was just beautiful, oh sweet. And I started joining the ants and sharing the meal with them. Rip open his intestines and start, like, gobbling. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> it became a zombie yeah. movie. <laughs> um, can you imagine? But like, going back to like when we were talking about the toys talking, if your toy could talk, he'd be like in a tremendous pain. <laughs> like, no, please, don't do it. <sighs> Thanks for sharing, Alex. It's all right. I feel so much more relaxed now. Ah, oh, that's enough of that.
You can listen to The Lil Show live every Friday, 6 p.m. BST on K2KRadio.com. That's the letter K, the numeral 2, the letter K, R-A-D-I-O.com. You can also find them on Patreon if you want to support them financially or on Twitter at T-H-E-L-I-L-S-H-O-W to support them the uh, quote-unquote boring way, as it says here. And you can follow host Talala Karkuti at T-A-L-A-L-A-B-A-N. That is Talala Ban. And in the number three spot, it's From Your Wolf, Who Charted? Originally hosted by Howard Kramer and Kulap Vilaisak, now Natasha Leggero has co-hosting duties. Who Charted has been featured on Succotash before back in April of 2013 on episode 56, Kickstartin' with Michael Celestino. That was right before the episode where I made my first contributions to this program. I sent two clips into OG Succotash host, now executive producer Mark Hershon, and it was two clips from shows on Kevin Smith's Modcast Internet Radio Podcast Network. The first person to tweet at Succotash Show, that's S-U-C-C-O-T-A-S-H-S-H-O-W, with the names of the specific soundcasts I clip, will receive a black knit hat handmade by yours truly. Be sure to use the hashtag KnitCapForTrivia, that is K-N-I-T-C-A-P-F-O-R-T-R-I-V-I-A, when you treat to at Succotash Show, and we'll make that happen. In case you've never heard of Who Charted, here's the iTunes description. Howard Kramer brings on some of your favorite comedians to discuss the top five songs and movies of the week. Plus, Howard, the guests, and Who Charted crew each bring a new song that they recommend over all the garbage on the charts. Since certain shows have put their archives on Stitcher Premium, it has become a bit more challenging to provide information about when a first episode of a soundcast dropped, but the information that states that the entire show archive can be found on Stitcher Premium is dated December 21st, 2010. This clip is from episode 392. With guest comedian Jen Kirkman, the aforementioned Natasha Leggero, also a comedian, Brett Morris, and Kevin Bartelt, released June 13, 2018. The episode description reads as follows. Comedian Jen Kirkman joins Howard and Natasha for this week's Who Charted? Jen shares stories of her own personal summer, and we get a millennial's perspective on music streaming while they count down the top five songs on iTunes. Plus, we'll hear about Natasha's ideal life on the road before they explore a new summer sound during hot picks. Shall we do it? Yes, yeah. and I'm excited to hear Jen's take on, on some of these songs. I bet I won't know anything. All right, now, I, I, gotta, so I have to perform the music chart live. We do not have a copy of it. I'm going to perform it live right here on Ooh. the microphone. It's going to be quick, but let's get it done. <laughs> music! They used to play LPs, eight tracks, cassettes, and CDs. Now we download and we stream. If you're a chartist, let me hear you scream. Music. Wow, I there can't believe we. Got I to forgot hear that about live. your musical talent too. There we go. So did I. <laughs> I love it. I'm such a Howard fan. Oh, thank you so much, Jen. We should tour together. Oh my god, I would love it. Jen and him. It always comes with a long disclaimer before it starts. That's true. But honestly, touring with another comedian is a good idea. Yeah. Why? So you can make less money? No, sure. because you can. <laughs> yeah. No, because you so can, you can go to places that are twice habits. as big, mm. and you can, you know, piggyback on each other's audience. True. That. And then you have mm, someone true. to hang out with. True. That. I mean, it has to be the right person. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't think you should split the money with someone who's like half as famous as you. I'll tell you, work for Cheech <laughs> and Chong solo. They might not have uh, done as much biz. I'll see if. Uh, I'm available. <laughs> I'll see if Ricky, Ricky Gervais wants to tour. This oh, there you go. <laughs> Would you tour with Brody again, Howard? Uh, oh. <laughs> I'll let Jen answer that. <laughs> uh, 
We all yes. Adrian Brody. Brody, the actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd love to. No. Uh, Brody was Brody was fine on the road. You just <laughs> probably you, a good companion. Yeah. He's a sweet guy. We got to have him on the show soon. We do. We got to have him. I want to hear because I, I always love Brody. He used to be very obsessed with. He would always come on stage. My brother, when I started doing comedy, would always love watching him because he would have his drumsticks in his back pocket yeah, and yeah. he would just start his show drumming to some <laughs> right. song he liked for chair. like 12 minutes. Yeah. It was always my favorite. For too long, though, right? I don't know. I couldn't get enough. But it I'm was weird. funny. I know. I know. Yeah. It's but he, uh, he has a new special coming out also on Amazon. I think it comes out next week. That's great. Oh, he does? Oh, how amazing. And he, and he drums at the end of it. So it's a shout out to Comedy Store. So check it out. Okay. All right. Here we go. What What is our music list this week? Top five songs on iTunes. Okay. Which means they could be slightly better than the Billboard hits, but from a glance right. at this, they look. Oh, pretty it's a bad. different shot. What do you mean? Well, usually the top, on the iTunes. most downloaded. Oh, a different shot. Is that yeah. what you just said? It's like it's like a podcast chart. Like it doesn't mean it. It's like from iTunes only. People are a little hipper, right? Well, like uh, you know, Slightly? you can go to iTunes to buy songs. So yeah. this is the top. These are the, the top, top five songs people, are buying. people Got bought. It. They yeah. change more than the Billboard charts too. The Billboard, like four of the five, have been Drake for like six months. Right. I have a quick question though. Maybe yeah. a millennial can answer this. Of course. Why I'll, I'll try my best. <laughs> why don't people just stream stream music? I'll tell That's you. what I do. I'll tell you why. People buy I these buy terrible stuff. songs. Oh, you buy stuff? Because I don't really always know if I have an internet connection. I feel too old to understand streaming. So you want to make sure you have it. Yeah. Kevin, what was your answer? I was going to say the same thing. People just assume they should own a physical copy of it. Also, I'm not sure, Howard, okay, you so might know. Does more of it go to the artist via iTunes? Than I don't like know Spotify? that that motivates people. Here's where I was going with it. Because I, w- I was going to give the same answer as both of you, but my theory is that it's old pe- older yep, people I agree. Who, who, buy, who, oh. who want the physical copy, and young people are just all stream. But when you say physical copy, it's not even like it's, it's an album. Physical, it's like a yeah. physical copy of seeing it in your iTunes. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I have friends that are like, I'll tell them about an album and they'll go, oh, yeah, I got it. Okay, I'll download that. I'm like, it's like, it's like my mom telling me, like, when are you going to be home? I'll call you when you're home. Like, it's just, you don't need to do any of that. You don't need to download something. Yeah. I just, and a lot of people still don't understand streaming music, so they just have seen iTunes songs oh, all over Howard. I'm not even going to move my... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good thing Howard's wearing a rain Um <laughs> And uh, so I think people are used to iTunes, so they stick with that. Where streaming is new to a lot of people. Okay. I see. I'll okay. grab some well, it's it's very confusing. easy to go on Spotify. <laughs> I have this. Oh, uh, Jen, thank you. There's still people who buy CDs. Well, that's just sad. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. That's bad. Um, all right, coming in at number five. Number five. Cardi B and Bad Bunny and J Balvin with I Like It. Yo, yeah, they call me Cardi B. I run this shit like Cardi. Oh my god, I hate this sample. Uh, it sounds like Psy. Slow it's down. Is this a Ricky Martin sa- sample? Who does that song? I, I like it like that. Oh yeah, but it's the music is like a Cuban. It's probably like public domain. 
Hey, but it's funny when do you ever see the hear the part where she goes, "He's so handsome. What's his name?" Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, it's very lovely. Do you know anything about these these new? Uh, I've never uh, heard of any of the names you said. Except You've never heard of Cardi B. I just found out about her about a month ago. I still don't know what she was. Okay. I just found out she did music probably two weeks ago, and this is okay. the first I've ever heard. Well, don't go to New York with that. She's <laughs> she's a rapper from uh, New York. She sounds great. Her voice is cool. Yeah, her voice sounds cool. She's a talented rapper. She has a very strong point of view, which is like, she's like, Jen, does hip hop -hop make its way into your life? It doesn't seem like it. Well, it stopped in the 90s. So for me, it was Ice Cube, Ice T, Public Enemy is one of Ah, my favorite bands of all time. That's great. Really? Yeah, but then I stopped. Like, once the message went away, I went away. There I don't you go. want it. I don't care partying. and You like conscious okay. hip hop. But yeah. there, there's new. But I still I like to get into a little. Uh, I love Kanye West. I know he's not okay. conscious hip hop, but yeah. I know he's acting crazy. I like a little common. I like, but I don't like this dance party shit. I get you. I get wow, you. Wow, you like it's a lot. Too it's too you like way up. more hip hop than I like. Well, that she likes the older stuff from that era when it was uh, a lot of messages. Right. Did you just listen to uh, They killed JFK in 63, so what the fuck you think they do to me? But I'm the OG and a bus back. Wait a minute. That's me singing Ice Cube. That was Ice Cube? That's right. They killed JFK in 63. What do you think they might do to a black fella? Well, you made it sound like a junior varsity (laughs) cheerleader. (laughs) Delete that. (laughs) Edit that out. Stream that. I like it like that was Pete Rodriguez, by the way. Oh, there you go. That sample. You can listen to Who Charted through Earwolf, Art19, SoundCloud, iTunes, Player FM, and, of course, Stitcher. The show can be reached on Twitter at Who Charted, W-H-O-C-H-A-R-T-E-D, host Howard Kramer at H-O-W-A-R-D-K-R-E-M-E-R, Natasha Leggero at N-A-T-A-S-H-A-L-E-G-G-E-R-O, Brett Morris at Brett's Brain, B-R-E-T-T-S-B-R-A-I-N, Kevin Bartelt at Kevin J. Bartelt, K-E-V-I-N-J-B-A-R-T-E-L-T, and guest Jen Kirkman at J-E-N-K-I-R-K-M-A-N. Hello, friends. Bill Haywatt here. As we move swiftly into midterm election season, now is the time to gingerly extract yourself from those time-consuming, soul-sucking political debates with your so-called friends in order to get on with the business of just living? But how to do it? That's the question. Introducing Henderson's new pushover pants, the perfect garment for those who just don't want to fight anymore. Unlike most pants that are designed to give you full stride for your ride, so to speak, pushover pants have both legs stitched together right along the inseam from crotch to ankle. If you want to move at all, you can only do it taking literally little baby steps. What's more, you are now an easy target for anyone looking to knock you off balance with a simple push, sending you tumbling down onto the ground. Now you won't be expected to stand your ground because you actually cannot and your friends will be able to walk all over you on their way to the ballot box with you in no position to do more than roll around feeling sorry for yourself originally designed from Mamby Pambies, Widow Babies and 97 pound snowflake weaklings Henderson's pushover pants are available wherever belligerent salespeople and dime store dicks are employed that's Henderson's giving you a leg up since 19 1921. And now back to Suckatash. 
Yes, that is the triumphant return of Bill Haywatt and the Henderson's Pants ad. I'm so happy that there are new ads. Uh, I love the old ones, but it's uh, there haven't been any made that I've been aware of since I became host. So it's nice to be a part of the new cycle with the new Henderson's Pants ads. It's very cool. So thank you for putting that together. I appreciate it. A great deal. And in our number four slot tonight, Talking Without Thinking by TWT Podcast Network. Sidetune's description reads as follows. A weekly comedy podcast that answers the tough questions like, are eggs a meat? Or what would we do without Google? Full episodes with segments and a guest on Tuesdays. So the first four episodes and a promo dropped on iTunes December 11th, 2017. And they have 30 full episodes and 43 shorties and one bonus episode. So this clip is from episode 29, which is called Sci-Fi Inventions That We Wish Were Real. It was released on June 5th, 2018. Here's a little rundown episode description. It says, today's segments include, we've added two more podcasts to the TWT Podcast Network, and Jared gets on a soapbox. News we actually care about, trigger warning, that stinky food person at work, power rankings, sci-fi inventions that we wish were real, fun facts, map stealers, woke thoughts, and best week of the week. This clip is from... E power rankings, sci-fi inventions that we wish were real. And we've got our power rankings. Power rankings. On this week's... Science fiction. Power rankings. Science fiction you know, inventions. This, this is our, our hangover episode from... It is, from Con, Con Carolinas. Carolinas. Exactly. We're going to have a bonus episode, or probably actually next episode we'll talk more about Con Carolinas, because was, as of this recording, we haven't gone yet. It was lit. We'll just pretend it was lit. I'm just going to go ahead and call my shot. Me and Edge became best friends. Yeah, we're all best <laughs> friends now. We're actually hanging out for dinner later tonight. I, I became uh, good friends with a lot of uh, cosplay women. Yeah. All that happened. So we'll cover that in our next episode. Uh, we'll cover it in detail, and uh, hopefully you watched us on the Twitters. Yeah, the Instagram as well. Yes, yeah, exactly. It'll be a Jared Instagram takeover. All of the things. On TWT pod, uh, PCAST. Yeah, at TWT PCAST. You can catch us on there. Well, so in lieu of that, we are going to do sci-fi inventions that we wish existed in real life. Yeah. And we're going to do, as always, each, we each have our own top five lists of which ones. And most of these, I would imagine, are probably from movies. There may be some from TV shows as well. Mm, all minor movies. Nope. Same. Well, uh, kind of. Okay. Some of minor movies, Anyways. some minor books. Okay. Well, mine's... I am I have surprised. One, I have one that's kind of both. All right. Well... Let us begin then. Who wants to start? Jason wants to start. Oh, Jason, give us number hand. five. I'll start with my first one or fifth one. Give okay, you, don't give us, give us number, number one <laughs> because it actually does exist. It's in your bathroom right now. It's a towel. What? A towel <laughs> is an integral part to Douglas Adams' The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. What does the towel do in this movie that just, it doesn't do look, in real life? It, well, it's just one of the rules of travel, which you should always have a towel with you. Because you never know when you might need a towel. Jason forgot the rules of this. I think you forgot the rules of this. Inventions that aren't real, that aren't we real. wish were. Yeah. That was the whole premise of this whole thing. Well, I've got a backup. <laughs> oh, good. So, Jason, why don't you give us your number five pick then? That's not a well, towel. Well, the reason I changed it is because it it's, it's sci-fi-ish. It's basically it's from a really good book series called John Dies at the End, which is based around... Sci-fi-ish. Yeah. I'll give it that. Great book series. Okay, movie. But it's the soy sauce, which is this drug 
that the main uh, characters take as a way of sort of seeing beyond what is viewable in our dimension and seeing the truth of all the crazy shit that actually exists around us. Also, fun fact, the soy sauce usually just kills everybody that takes it, but for John and Dave, they happen to be strong-willed enough to be able to survive it. And handle what they see. And see some crazy shit that and sounds teleport. terrible. It's a, it, they use it... That's a lot of sodium, Would guys. you use this in real life if you had the opportunity? It might kill me, but if it doesn't kill you, it's a lot of fun. You see a lot of wild shit. All right. <laughs> Kind of like LSD. <laughs> <laughs> With the same effect. Ah, same you effect. won't die in LSD. Just one gives you, you know, sodium. Exactly. Oh, it's more than that. Yeah. All right, Jared, number five. Uh, I'm going to go with the Star Trek transporters. The beam me up Scotty shit. What does it do? Where I don't watch it Star tele- Trek. It teleports you from point A to point B by displacing your particles and then replacing them. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's kind of like the what the fly attempted to do. Right. But failed at. That's why I went with Star Trek's because it worked. It actually Whereas worked. Whereas Jeff Goldblum's The Fly did not work. No. No, it did not. Turn him into a giant man fly. <laughs> but it'd be, it'd, be, you know, it'd be cool to, you know, you'd be from one place to the other without having to truly travel. No you just appear. No more. You don't need to own a car anymore. Yeah. All right. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. All right. My number five is the remote control from the movie Click. Oh, nice. <laughs> where you can control time. Right. But there's adverse effects to that. There are adverse effects. But the fact that you could rewind and fast forward time is pretty amazing. Oh, it would get me out of work that much faster. Every day. That'd be really the only time I'd use it. I'd probably use it for other things. Like I'd walk in, punch in, hit the fast forward button. I want some, some then days. Hit, then hit play lunch. Don't you want to redo some days? There's some like moments, like Jason. What's up? Oh God, yes. Instead of Jason seeing the walking dude, on dude dumping, you could have <laughs> just rewinded all that and be like, and then you knew that the dude was in there. And yeah, you whoa, whoa. You I'm gonna use the other bathroom. Exactly. You wouldn't repeat that same mistake. Again. I could get Kennedy from getting shot. Like duck down, man. They gonna kill your ass. You can't There's, go that far back. It's your life. Oh, that and it might change everything, like butterfly effect style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't want that. I would end up with that. this crazy chick in college that a friend of mine ended up with because I didn't know how to take a hint. You did the dumb. Worked out for the best though. Jason, did it? Jason didn't know how to pull the trigger back then. Mm. For the best. <laughs> All right, Katie well, was cray cray. We we believe you. If you like what you've heard of Talking Without Thinking and you'd like to hear more, you can find more episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM. TuneIn.com and CastBox. You can, of course, go to www.talkingwithoutthinking.com. And you can reach the show on Twitter at TWTPCAST. You can reach Scott Louder at S-C-O-T-T-L-O-W-D-E-R. Jason Eckhart at J-A-S-O-N-E-C-K-A-R-D. Jared Carpenter at The Actual Jared, T-H-E-A-C-T-U-A-L-J-A-R-R-O-D. And you can join their Facebook group at Facebook slash group slash TWTPcast. All right. In the number five spot from the Savage Henry Magazine radio network, the soundcast known as Trevor Has Friends. So the iTunes description of Savage Henry Magazine radio network says the podcast network produced by the editors of Savage Henry Magazine, a humor magazine based in Humboldt County, California. That's where I am. More than 10 different podcasts all in one place. And it says, to get familiar with Savage Henry Magazine, check out their Facebook page, which is Savage Henry Independent Times, or you can send a $1.50 to 791 8th Street, Suite N, Arcata, California, 95521 for a sample issue. So, Savage Henry Magazine Radio Network has been publishing Soundcast since April 30th, 2012. 
And as of now, there are 35 episodes of Trevor Has Friends and several episodes of a show called Things Hella Considered. And these are all on the same stream. So in this clip from episode 35 of Trevor Has Friends, it says, Trevor and James welcome one of Humboldt's original comedians, the one and only Dutch Savage. He's a friend of Trevor's. So Trevor is comedian Trevor Lockwood, and James is comedian James Couture. And I'll give you their deets after this clip. Enjoy. Let's get let's get back to Dutch a little bit before we end this. This is probably gonna be a little bit of a longer podcast than we usually try to, but like you you Not have avenues that are just like unending here in Humble. I do. Uh, well, you're part of the kinetic uh, race every year, right? I have been for the last five years. Yeah, yeah. yeah you guys did like what it was like Planet X this year? Like, do you do, uh, yeah, do, do you new Planet a, X? Do a new theme every year? Yes. They the team captains who the team we've been on. They um, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Let's explain. What is the kinetic sculpture race? It's the triathlon of the art world. It's uh, <laughs> fifty years ago. Uh, a guy challenged his neighbor to race down Main Street in Ferndale uh, on a, a modified trike he had, and they called him Kinetic Sculpture. So this race. is a local thing. Yeah, but now it's everywhere. It's on the East Coast. Right, because, like, Washington. my it's my my like introduction to it Australia. was, like, maybe, like, a, a Red Bull commercial. No, it's better than that. It's uh, Those it's, are the stupid flying machines right. they try to do. Yeah, I haven't seen that, but it's it's not quite the Mountain And they expect extreme. those to be destroyed you you guys actually but i've have... seen you guys do this around town and 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 everyone who does it, it it's it's spectacular oh it's yeah it's great it's like uh you, they have a sculpture that's all people powered and it has to go on land sand and water it's day two they go into the humboldt bay it's a three-day event we it, it's 40 plus miles i think last year it might have been 50 jesus on you know we ride the bikes and walk sometimes we walk like on the beach you know we drop off our bikes and then we have a logistics guy that takes our bikes to where we come out mm-hmm. but most of it's on the bike and it's a workout it's it's a lot of fun but yeah it's you, a lot of work if you guys if it sounds interesting go on youtube and look up kinetic sculpture or kinetic grand championship is what they kind of call it now uh but it's a you know it's it's for some people around here it's like a humble christmas yeah it's pretty rad to see how did you guys fare in the water aspect this year because you did um, plan x and i saw what you guys did but I was always curious how you did that in the water. How how I mean how do they go in the water? Like how how you like your group personally did in the water because like your sculptor like I was looking at what you guys did. I don't remember. I think they spun out, but they made it. They, they you know like in the water, it's just the two pilots. They don't. The rest of us just stay on the land. And okay. Have to cheer or whatever. So I've never really had to do any of that. Because you would but, sink if, it, like, all of you were... Oh, it would be a hazard. I mean, one of our team captains, uh, 10 years ago, her hel- there she was on Dwayne Flatmo, that guy's uh, dragon sculpture. and he, The artist? The Lost Coast guy? Yeah, he has a sculpture most years. Oh, shit. Sure, last 30-something years, but he didn't race this. Yeah, I see year. his stuff all the time. Well, he had oh, a I dragon. I didn't know he was still participating in stuff around the it, county. His, his dragon tipped over, and they had, like, medieval helmets and stuff, and her helmet got stuck. And where they had to like, it was kind of scary. So things, and that was like a multi-piloted machine. So things happen, but no one's ever died that I know. How long have you been doing that? Connect sculpture stuff. Yeah. Or well, yeah, I, yeah. I've yeah. been on a team for five years. Uh, before that, I was a spectator for since we moved here. We like just, I've been here three years, and I know you've been like avid about it. But like like the Planet X one was just like I don't know. Like I 
connected to that a lot. Uh-huh. And that Nibiru. was, Nibiru. It was super, <laughs> it looked super fun. You guys all had like the uniforms and everything. You yeah, looked right. like fucking aliens from another planet. You're like, we're from Planet X. Yeah, that was fun. And it was so great. And uh, like your you, your wife's involved in it. Yeah. And uh, it's it, it's so great. Yeah, it's fun. Last year we were we had the same sculpture, but it looked different. Like the same basic. Uh, you know, thing with the plant, a different planet with a with, had a ring on it. I have to say, when I when I, when I, when I found out you had a wife, I, I liked you were you a surprised. lot more. Yo, really? Yeah, I was like, oh my god, there's someone that's that can uh, <laughs> stand this guy. It's great. I guess we can hang out with him. He's uh, yeah. and also he's she, able to be loved. She, she's, <laughs> she's just the most charming person. So I was like, this guy's got to have some qualities that I have to like pull up. Yeah, that or there's something wrong with her. I don't know. Yeah. James yeah. is going to try to wear your skin. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. he's moving. I'm trying to steal your wife. Is what I'm trying to do. <laughs> I have to leave because I'm in love with your wife. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. She might listen to this. <laughs> I'm telling her. I don't like James anymore. <laughs> no. yeah. He's moving good. <laughs> she's no, she's an angel. Oh, she's cool. Quit saying that. I'm, right. I can't like like every like I was talking to Kim. I was like, I hope Dutch and his wife come. Yeah, she mm. loves because... people talking about her when she's not around. <laughs> <laughs> so. You better tell her before she hears this. Right, like, disclaimer on this episode. Yeah, sorry. I love Dutch's wife. She's very nice. Oh boy, I gotta go. There, yeah, yeah. There are a few. <laughs> there are a few people I like in this town. She's like one of them. All right, and so far you can reach out to the magazine Savage Henry at Savage Henry Mag, S A V A G E H E N R Y M A G. You can reach Dutch Savage at Bison Julog. That's B I S O N J E W L O G. Trevor Lockwood at S H D W T R E V, and James Kocher at C O U T U R E J S Kocher J S. All right, closing out our selection of clips for the show is the Joe Rogan Experience. Now, this soundcast has been clipped a few times over the years by Succotash. The earliest occasion I can find is on episode 5 with guest co-host Mark Pitta. Its iTunes description is quite brief. It just says the podcast of comedian Joe Rogan. I'm going to include the Wikipedia link here. It is without question one of the most popular soundcasts running currently, and I believe has been for quite a while now. Unfortunately, I can't qualify exactly what quite a while is because I don't have any numbers in front of me. It has 1,113 episodes as of May 8, 2018, and from the information I could find, its original release of it started on December 24, 2009. So it's about, you know, it's over 1,100 episodes in about nine years. Pretty good. I've listened to several episodes. Many of them are over three hours long, including from the episode that I've clipped today, from episode 1123 with Kevin Smith. Released on May 31st, 2018. On February 25th of 2018, this year, Kevin Smith had a heart attack after filming his comedy special, which ultimately wound up being named Kevin Smith, colon, Silent But Deadly, and it aired on May 11th on Showtime. In this particular clip from episode 1123, released on May 31st of 2018, Mr. Smith relates to Mr. Rogan some details about his mental state after he began to fully process the seriousness of his situation at the time. I really wanted to share that with you, so here goes. My mom, years ago, God, it was like 10 years ago, more than that even, maybe 15 years ago at this point, had a heart attack, uh, or a heart episode, uh, rather. My dad died of a heart attack, but my mom was on the table, and they were putting a stent into her heart, into her artery. And uh, she was sitting there chit-chatting while they were doing the surgery. I guess she was on a local more so than anything else. 
And uh, she was joking around with the doctor. She's like, here, I got to hurry up, doc, because I got to pick up my mom for the, and then went out. Whoa. And so she died for a minute and a half, clinically fucking dead. They had to fucking try to restart the heart. So I was like, what, what just, what happened? What was it? And she didn't, she said, you know, she didn't describe, like, I saw the bright lights and I saw people and blah, blah, blah. She said I was floating. And I was like, floating up? She goes, no, floating on my back. It's like, okay, well, you were on your back in the hospital. Do you think that's what it was? She's like, I don't know, but this is, this is what I remember. Every iota of responsibility I ever felt in my life was gone. She's like, I felt free. Like I felt instantly lighter. And just as I was heading in a direction, that's when like they pulled her back. So she'd been dead for like a minute and a half. Her heart had stopped. So I was like, all right, you've been in this best of all possible worlds for, you know, fucking 60 plus years. Now you've seen a glimpse of the other side, which is better. And my mom said the other side. And I said, what? You were there for like a minute and changed. Why? And she said, I was completely fucking free. Like, that was it. I didn't, mm. I didn't know this one. I don't have to care for this one. I don't have to make sure this is taken care of. I don't have to feed the cat. She was like, it was bliss. She's like, and if that's what happens, then I look forward to that again. So when I was having my shit three months ago and the doctor was like, you got a 20% chance of living – I was sitting there going through all the fucking shit in my head about like, all right, well, this is it. You're fucking, you've spent your life with your head up your ass, you know, fucking trying to figure out who you are. Go ahead. Look at your head and heart. What is your, this is it. This is the big moment. Like, what are your thoughts? What's going through? And I, you know, I'm such a chicken shit in life. I assume that I'd be like the guy who's like, I'll fucking suck your dick to stay in this life. Cause I know this life and I don't know what happens afterwards and stuff. So I thought I'd be begging for, you know, for help from God or something like that. But I was like, I made dogma. I'm sure Jesus would be like, go to hell. Fuck you. Nah. Buddy Christ my ass. So instead of doing the, the religious thing, I started thinking about just the journey itself. I was like, well, if the journey's ending, what are your thoughts? Just like when they held up the phone, they were like, do you want to talk to your wife? And I was like, I, no, of course I did. But I didn't want to because I was like, I know in my heart of hearts, if I answer, if I speak to my wife right now, I'm going to be in that 20 percent. I'm, I'm going to die. I'm going to be in the 80 percent. I'm going to fucking drop dead because that's, that's the intensity it. of it. Not even like, oh, my God, it's going to kill me. It, it just the way they were so like, do you want your wife is on the phone? Do you want to speak to her right now? Was very leading. And, you know, they're professionals and these cats deal with life and death every day. And this was my first experience with it. So what I got out of it was you're probably going to die was what they felt. Yeah. And it's still I was in the state of like I didn't even realize I was having a heart attack. And so I remember looking at the phone and being like, um, if I answer it, if I talk to Jennifer, that's going to be it. I'm not going to leave this room. So I was like, I'm going to play the odds if I don't talk to Jennifer. Maybe there's some part of me that's like, look, I like talking to Jennifer. We've been together fucking 20 years. I better enjoy talking to Jennifer. Maybe if I put this phone call off, you know, they don't get to talk to Jennifer when it's all fucking done. So I said to the dude, I was like, you know what? Tell her I'll call her back. And the guy goes, seriously? And I was like, yeah. And I saw him talking and got off the phone. I was like, what'd she say? And he goes, she was fucking pissed, dude. And I was like, well, I'm dealing with my own shit right now. 
So I was laying there on the table and I was like going through my life and I was more grateful than anything else. I wasn't scared anymore. That was the thing. That was the love thing that I love to communicate. I spent my whole life terrified of fucking dying. And when I was as closest to it as I ever knew I was, and for all I know, I was closer someplace, but like I was cognizant and told by a professional, this is fucking risky. I was just kind of. I was grateful more than anything else. I was like, what a fucking journey. Like, yeah, and I'm 47 and it seems short, but fucking like, you got to admit you did more than fucking most people get to do. And maybe that's why it happened at an early age because you weren't going to get the rest of this time and shit like that. But like, I wasn't mad. I wasn't like fucking why this is unfair. I remembered like, uh, there's a issue of Sandman, which I absolutely love Neil Gaiman's comic book series back in the day. And uh, in, in like after the first story arc, uh, he we meet his sister. The, he, the main character is Dream, Morpheus, the character of Dream. Uh, he's part of the Endless. And he's got a, uh, other siblings, Delirium, Desire. One of his siblings is Death. And they represent Death in the comic book. You know, you're used to seeing the fucking uh, sky and the fucking Grim Reaper and shit. She's the little... Uh, um, emo girl goth girl wearing an onk around her neck and shit like that it was written in the 90s and they don't tell you right away that she's death as you're reading the issue you're like oh shit i think she's meant to be death she's ferrying souls over to the other sides so you see a baby pass and she's holding the baby and then there's the 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 refrain is like the i hear the sound of her wings and that's taking this soul over to the next place as she's sitting around talking to her brother and so she t- uh, she eventually gets into a room with this older guy um, who's like, who are you? And, and, you know, she's like, I'm here for you. You know who I am. And he's like, that's it? He's like, oh, my God. I did all these things. I worked my fingers to the bone. And what did I get? This is it. What did I get? And she says, you like a line that when I read it when I was 18, it was powerful. But when I was laying on the fucking table, it was constantly going through my head and, and made it all easier made me kind of at peace with the idea of dying there's this line she says to the guy she goes you get you got what everybody gets you got a lifetime and as i was laying there i was like oh my god i got a lifetime like that's that's what it was nothing more nothing fucking less and i did some shit in it and now it's gonna stop and people are gonna go on without you and that's not terrible you can watch episodes including that one on youtube you can listen to the show on itunes on stitcher on player fm and wherever fine podcasts are found. You can go to the show's main websites at podcast.joerogan.net and, of course, www.joerogan.com. And Joe Rogan is on Twitter at J-O-E-R-O-G-A-N, and Kevin Smith is on Twitter at that Kevin Smith, T-H-A-T-K-E-V-I-N-S-M-I-T-H. And now for a bit of levity, it's our Burst of Durst segment for the episode. Before I play it, I'd like to put Mr. Durst's deets up front. So you can go to Facebook slash W-I-L-L dot D-U-R-S-T dot the number nine, or you can reach him on Twitter at Will Durst, same spelling W-I-L-L-D-U-R-S-T. You can go to www.willdurst.com or the Will Durst Journal, which I recommend you do. While you're there, you might take note that a performance of Durst Case Scenario Midterm Madness is scheduled for June 30th of this year, 2018, at Rhythmics Cultural Works in Alameda, California. But right now, from June 8th, 2018, King Donald, in which our intrepid correspondent makes more spurious accusations, as is his wont. Hey guys, 
Will Durst here with a few choice words about the president's wacky team of lawyers. They recently wrote a letter to the special counsel's office saying that Donald Trump is above the law. Not to be confused with the first Steven Seagal movie, Above the Law, although they both look to be about in the same physical condition these days. The lawyers say the president cannot commit obstruction of justice because as chief law enforcement officer of the United States, he is the Justice Department. I am the law. The president himself tweeted out that many legal scholars say he has the absolute right to pardon himself, even though he won't need to because he hasn't committed any crimes. Like a get-out-of-jail-free card, only different. He's King Donald. Laws are for losers. Claims to have special powers, making him immune from committing a crime. Apparently, he was bitten by a radioactive spider at Camp David. What he might say is that everything he told the public was a lie, but it wasn't under oath, so it doesn't count, which is what many of us suspected from the start. His story has shifted more than the sands of the Kalahari during one of those windstorms they call a haboob. And speaking of boobs, another of his lawyers, Rudy Giuliani, says the deep state is framing the president, and he might take the fifth if any of the questions about crimes he didn't commit get too close to the truth. They're throwing up different defenses like hyperactive monkeys flinging feces at a zoo. Not only can't he be constitutionally prosecuted, but the prosecution is a conspiracy. Can't wait for them to float a diminished capacity defense. That one wouldn't be hard to sell. For Succotash, the comedy soundcast soundcast, I'm Will Durst. And here we are, on the other side of this journey through soundcast land. There were highs and lows, chuckles and tears, or maybe that's just my subjective reaction to this content. Remember, I don't just feature clips, I also listen to the entire episode of whatever soundcast it is I'm sampling. In some cases, I've become a semi-regular listener, but there really isn't enough time in the world for me to listen to every episode of even my favorite soundcasts when I want to, such as life, time in a bottle, and all of that. Certainly not complaining, however, because of how enriching it feels to hear people talking and sharing information with each other, often not knowing if anyone outside of the room or wherever their soundcast is being recorded is even listening. However, because of the nature of this show and my role in it, there's a chance that I am, or will, or have at least once, and perhaps part of your show will become a part of a future show of ours. Or perhaps it already has, and you're about to furiously comb our archives at www.suckatashshow.com to figure out which episode of Suckatash the Comedy Soundcast Soundcast your soundcast was featured on. I have no idea whether or not any of those scenarios apply to you. You're either reading or hearing this now, and that makes me happy. If you go to www.tysonsainer.com, it will make me even happier. So until next time, I'm Tyson Saner, and I would be on the verge of ecstasy if you could find it in your heart, or perhaps just in your busy schedule, to please pass the Succotash. You've been listening to Succotash Clips, the comedy soundcast soundcast with your host, Tyson Saner. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher Smart Radio, on SoundCloud, on YouTube, on Donder, on Blitzen, on iHeartRadio, and on... <laughs> a laughable app. You can hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. 
Follow us on Twitter at Succotash Show. Email us at TysonSaner at SuccotashShow.com. Or call into the Succotash hotline at our toll call number, 818-921-7212. That number again is 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us by using our direct upload link at itail.com slash you slash Succotash. Production of Succotash is overseen by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, hosted by Tyson Sainer. Our executive producer is Mark Hershon. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the Succotash. Goodbye. Goodbye.